Welcome to the Shortcuts Podcast. I'm Sandy Shore for SmoothJazz.com Global, and with me here is trumpet player extraordinaire Ron King. We have his latest album, Cascade, on deck, and we're going to sample it track by track with the artist at the helm. Now, Ron has played on 11 Grammy-nominated projects, 15 Grammy award-winning albums, plus an Oscar-winning movie. He's also played on countless movie soundtracks, including Ocean's Eleven. Since 2018, Ron has been focusing his musical efforts on smooth jazz, which we're very grateful for, working with Paul Brown on production. His latest album, Cascade, features nine new songs with guests like Paul Brown and Bob Baldwin. Ron, welcome to Shortcuts. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We've really been enjoying playing your music on smoothjazz.com these past five years. Yes, it's done very well. Yeah, and congratulations on Cascade. Thank you. Yeah, this was another collaborative effort with Paul and myself. Of course, he's, you know, his guitar playing adds so much uh, to this. So we were really happy with the way it came out. Absolutely. And let me ask you something. Um, what what is the in your in your opinion as you know the artist behind this project? What's the overall vibe of this new album, Cascade? How would you sort of sum that up? Well, I think with this album, we wanted to do some stuff I hadn't done on the previous album, which is Downtown Mama. It's just a lot more variance, a lot more uh, you know, kind of really stepping out there and doing some things, uh, taking some chances and, you know, doing some stuff we hadn't done before. Some nice variety on the tracks as well. You're kind of moving yes. moving through a bunch of different ground, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I uh, really got to work with a great bunch of guys on this album and uh, co-wrote songs with, uh, with these people, including Bob Baldwin and including uh, Shane Therio and uh, Billy Steinway and uh, some of these other great, and Paul, of course. So it, uh, it's, it was a lot of fun to do this album. Really happy with how it turned out. Oh, absolutely, you, and you should be. How, how long have you uh, worked with Paul Brown? Has it been before the Smooth Jazz af- uh, endeavors? Well, we knew each other before, and it's, it's interesting because Paul and I share two loves, and we share the love of music and we share the love of golf. And so we end up playing a lot of golf together. He only lives about 10 minutes away from me. So we both belong to uh, the same club. And so we end up playing a lot of golf together. And believe it or not, that's where a lot of these songs came along because we can talk about them all the time while we're out there playing. And, uh, you know, and then we come back and try and get our ideas uh, down you know, uh, honestly, Ron, I love doing um, these uh, podcasts because um, it's fun for us as listeners to know the behind the scenes stuff. You know, it's it's fascinating. And I have not heard that before that I had no idea that Paul Brown was out there concocting these magical ideas with artists on a golf course all the time, all the time and I'll tell you it's the greatest thing in life to be able to do something you truly love and enjoy and combine it with something you truly love and enjoy one of the great things about this album and one of the things I was going to say that makes Paul I think just an extraordinary musician and producer 
he has always got his ear to the ground. He's always in touch with lots of uh, musicians out there. So he's got a vast array of, of things to choose from, to look at. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, I, I think this thing would, you know, I think this guy here would be a great collaboration for you. I think this guy would, you know, it's been a real, a real plus. Well, it's like you, you know, as a trumpet player, you've played, you've played on the classics, you know, you've played on stuff that, you know, goes way back. It's historical and you're making new music that sounds, you know, you know, very, very fresh and contemporary and um, your, the musical ideas behind it are very relevant for today. Yes, exactly. That's, and that's, this is where I want to be now. I've played with everyone. I've, tried to satisfy everyone I ever played with and be a great sideman for them and a great collaborator as such. But I've done an awful lot of making other people happy and really got a late start on just focusing on my career. And it was time. And Paul was uh, was really great and, and instrumental in trying to bring this forward. So we had we had played quite a bit together. And one day we were just sitting there talking about stuff and uh, I thought I said it would be great if we could work together or whatever so he just said look write me a song go home write me a song write me a hit song and so that's how we kind of got started and I went home and I did my best uh, that song happened to be You Moved Me and uh, we went back and forth with that song and uh, that was the beginning of a whole process that now is like, I mean, it's just so easy for us to, to work back and forth. That's great. I mean, that, sometimes you just need someone yeah. to kind of point you in the right direction, you know? And for you, I mean, you've literally done um, almost everything inside of the recording industry. I mean, you, you lead big bands, you know, you've performed live at festivals and events all over the world. Um, you've, you've been a sideman to, you know, countless icons and, and you write your own music. So I guess you're saying that now is sort of the time where you, you're finding the most satisfaction creating, uh, you know, your own voice in a way, right? Exactly. Really cool. Tell me about the trumpet. When did your um, connection to that uh, begin in your life? I started playing the trumpet uh, and I started playing the guitar at a similar age. I went to a band instrument, you know, where they would show the kids the different instruments and see if they wanted to play in band. And, uh, my mom said, you'd like to play the trumpet, wouldn't you? <laughs> and so I didn't know a lot about it. I played the guitar. My, my father, uh, they were not married at the time. They had divorced. But my father was a self-taught folk guitarist. And so he uh, kind of taught me some basic stuff about guitar. And I really enjoyed playing that in the songs. And, you know, the, the age that uh, I grew up, in and everything, everybody played folk songs and that kind of thing. So then I had uh, a trumpet teacher. I, I decided to play the trumpet and started with it. And I had a trumpet teacher that was uh, a band director there in my hometown. And he was very uh, influential in getting the best out of kids and, and just was a great band director. And so he really got me going and he was a much better 
I went to a guitar teacher who was just an absolute dud, and I didn't like him, so I just kind of stuck with <laughs> folk guitarists and, and all of that kind of thing. The trumpet took on, and, uh, and it, I took to it, and so as time went on, it just, uh, it just became a part of me. So I knew this is what I wanted to do from a very early age. By junior high, I was already, you know, they used to find me uh, doodling notes and things like that in my notebooks and all this kind of stuff. Wow. So. Yeah, I mean, and then from there, it's just that must have been your your constant focus because it, it is saying something. I'm sure you would agree it says something about a musician who can take their passion and um, – and it becomes their vocation because that doesn't always happen. No, I didn't realize it, you know, until I got older and then I saw so many people that had no idea what they wanted to do or, you know, nothing struck them at that time. And uh, everybody knew by the time I was uh, a sophomore in high school or something like that, everybody knew that this is what I was going to go on to do. Yeah, yeah. And and boy, how, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was in, in those days, by sixth grade, they used to have competitions uh, and they would give you blue ribbons, red ribbons and all this, you know, for excellence and, and all this kind of stuff. And I used to win blue ribbons all the time for solo performances and all this kind of stuff. So I got a, a lot of very positive feedback from these things. And it was, you know, I mean, you really had to perform. They weren't just giving them out, you know, just because. These were the things that led me down a road of thinking this is something I could do. Yeah, it's awesome. Ron, let's talk about uh, the brand new album, Cascade. The title track is the first single on the project, and it's still doing very well on Smooth Jazz Radio right now. Um, and uh, the the album, it fits the title, fits the album absolutely uh, beautifully. It's uh, musically speaking, it's wonderful. And I know it's time to get rolling on... Uh, you stepping up and being a DJ here because that's what we do on Shortcuts. The artist takes over the microphone and talks a little bit about each and every track, giving us a little insight, and then we get to hear samples. So we're Great. looking forward to hearing you, Ron. Well, first cut that comes up on the album is Stomp. Now, everybody pretty much knows Stomp. It was a smash hit, uh, I believe, in the early 80s. And uh, it was the Brothers Johnson that put it out. And Quincy Jones produced it. And, uh, you know, Paul comes up with ideas sometimes, and I don't always know if it's going to be something, you know. And he goes, you know, what about Stomp? You know, it's never been done instrumentally. So only he would know that. I never would have even thought of it. And it was like, well, okay, I guess we could try that. So I sat down and I wrote this and wrote this arrangement, which is based on the original, and it's my horn arrangement. This is Stomp by the Brothers Johnson, and it kicks some serious booty.
So we have just heard Cascade featuring Paul Brown. And uh, this is the first single I have released off this album. And it's done very well. And it's a very mysterious, very sexy uh, kind of song that will get you uh, daydreaming about some exotic place where you could just be relaxed and sitting back with a nice uh, pina colada or whatever your, whatever your drink is and, and just really enjoy this. And uh, I thought Paul did some amazing work on his nylon guitar and uh, I joined him with some Harmon muted trumpet to give it that wonderful texture. So that was Cascade. Uh, the next song we're going to hear is Homeward Bound. And Homeward Bound is an old song of mine that I wrote many a moon ago, a long time ago. And Paul and I were talking about songs, and he said, what do you have? I said, well, let me look, let me check, you know. So I went back through my records and files and whatnot, and I stumbled across this song. And I always liked this song. I always thought it was a great song. And uh, I played it for him, and he really liked it. He said, let's do it. So... We did this tune, and we invited Shane Therio to uh, help with uh, bringing this into a, a very now-sounding uh, song. So I'm really proud of this song, and I think it's a, it's a great tune, and I'm really hoping everybody enjoys it. together again and I wrote this song during the pandemic when we couldn't go anywhere and couldn't do anything and I just was thinking that one day we'll be together again we'll get back together we'll be able to be in same places together we'll be able to uh, do the things that we were doing and taking for granted before the pandemic came out nobody ever saw or foresaw that we would go through a time like this so that's when I wrote this tune. And again, uh, got uh, Paul got involved with his song and Shane Theriot. And uh, 
we uh, put together what I think is really a great uh, mix of uh, the components for a great song. So that was Together Again. This next song you're going to hear is called Always On My Mind. This is a tune that uh, Day and Dobson came in with, and uh, I helped co-write this along with Paul. I have to say, this might be the sexiest thing I've ever done. It might be even sexier than sex. I, I, I'm telling you. Paul has this thing about uh, D'Angelo. He loves that brown sugar track. He loves that track like crazy. And for two albums now, he's been trying to get me to re record a tune like that. This tune is like that. This is, this is that thing. So this is the one to settle down with with your honey. Lights down low. Drinks. You can probably figure out the rest. Drop and Roll, and this is really one of Shane's contributions, Shane Theriot, and I really like this guy. I really like uh, his songs. Uh, I think he does a great job producing. I, I like the title as well on this song. It's just really fun, and it's a little more rock-oriented or, you know, in that vein. I wrote the melody on this song, and we kind of... Uh, put these things together and it just I think it's got a great hook it put me in a, a great mood and I decided that towards the end you know he's from New Orleans and I just thought that uh, some Dixieland was really appropriate so we put in some Dixieland towards the end and it just gives you that great feeling of just maybe just dancing down the street and just not caring about anything other than just being happy and having a good time 
That really fits the bill there, Ron. That sounds exactly like that. Yeah. Cool, cool. We're listening to Cascade. This is the latest album from trumpet player Ron King, produced by double Grammy winner Paul Brown, uh, and making waves in the smooth jazz genre. And um, Ron, this is just a ton of fun to have you here with us today. Uh, Folks can have access to this, uh, this new project pretty soon on all of the uh, digital distribution outlets and everywhere they source their music, right? Yes. Excellent. So I wanted to ask you, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big movie fan, and I know you have spent, you know, countless uh, time, years actually, being a part of the movie industry in regards to soundtracks. So for someone like me, that just seems really, really exciting and and really cool and i just want to know uh if it is 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 it really that exciting to be a part of or is it just a ton of hard work or is it somewhere in the middle well i'll tell you you know we all enjoy the great movies we all enjoy watching really you know uh these movies that that we see and we're just in awe of and so so great but i will tell you that making movies is a very tedious process. It's a very involved process, and it's a very long, many long days of working really hard just to get that, maybe that one minute, that 30 seconds sometimes. I've, I've been on the set, oh my God, for all day, 12 hours, whatever, all day long while they work to get certain things. Some of them move pretty quickly and they get certain things and then they kind of, is sometimes they don't always get what they want and they keep they keep going for it. So people in general don't have an idea of, of how much goes in to making movies and how much goes into making the scenes and everything. There's you gotta have the, the best cameraman, the best crews, the best all of that, and then you had to have the best wardrobe people with the best wardrobe, you know, getting all the wardrobes. So there's a whole I mean, it's it's just it's almost like a company of people around uh, to do these things, even if there's only two actors in a scene or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always fun and exciting. It's always amazing to see. I think one of the last movies I uh, was involved with uh, was Gangster Squad. And uh, so there were a lot of scenes on that. I did a movie called Out to Sea with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon and watching those guys work, you know, every day and how they did that. And I was on set with them for six weeks. It was supposed to be four weeks and it ended up being six weeks. So it's a long process. And I, my hat goes off to the directors to the, and the, the people that have that vision and are able to, you know, envision exactly what it is they want and to hold out for all that time of work to get that exact thing that they want. Wow. Wow. And, and you as a musician, um, is it, is it necessary to, to be on the set or, um, well, these are movies that as I was, I wouldn't say it was an actor, but I was there as, as, as part of the scene. Uh, the music itself recording for the movies is kind of one of the, the last things they do, uh, for movies and they come in and they, you know, they may allow a week or two weeks. Uh, those are usually what they call double sessions, and they go all day, every day. 
for the big ones, the, the Star Wars and the, you know, the all the megabucks mm-hmm. type films. But uh, that's usually at the end, and they want that's expected to go as expected. They're not expecting those to go overtime or whatever. The music's been composed. If there's problems uh, during the process, then they may add a couple of sessions to that or whatever. But generally, other than the fact that sometimes the director and the composers don't agree uh, and the, the producers are not happy with whatever the composer's done, and this has happened a few times, they uh, get rid of the composer and get somebody else in there and change it. So, but other than that, it's it's pretty much, when you get a call for that kind of thing, it's pretty much going to go as is, unless one of those rare times occur. Okay, that, well that that's interesting. We don't we don't talk to uh, a lot of artists who are as uh, much of a veteran at yeah. it, you know, of the whole music, uh, the movie, the whole movie thing. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating process, and I I always uh, tell some of my guys. I said you you know, if you don't understand any of this, you you need to be a part of something. You know, your uh, your school's play, your uh, any sort of production or whatever to get an idea of what goes into the whole process of, you know, making something look like, I mean, I, I would really have loved to see uh, some of the process of The Godfather or something like that, because a movie like that is, in my estimation, is is beyond brilliance. It's, it's just, you know, it's genius. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to see that and, uh, you know, did they really just step into those scenes and do them? Did they do them in one take? Did they take 45 takes to do those things? I mean, they're incredible. Of course, the actors we know are great, just super great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wow, well, it's very interesting. I want to let uh, people listening right now know that we are chatting with Ron King, trumpet player and uh, composer, arranger, and this is his new album that we have on deck here. It's called Cascade, and we're getting a nice uh, bit of information about the behind-the-scenes stuff and what went into making this project. We're getting some sneak listening and uh, for this, some of the album tracks. So it's great having you with us here on Shortcuts. Ron, I'll let you get back into it. We are picking up at track number seven. This is the tune that features our friend Bob Baldwin. Yeah. So this is something we uh, Bob Baldwin had kind of this this uh, thing he'd, he'd put together and we were listening to it and we were looking for something that was, this is probably maybe the smoothest uh, track on the album in a, in a smooth jazz vein. It's, it's very Bob James, just it's, it's very like that. And we liked it because of that. It's, it's, uh, and uh, obviously Bob, I wasn't that familiar with him before this, but he's obviously uh, a pretty big name in smooth jazz. So it was really nice to collaborate on this. I was really happy with the way it turned out. Uh, I played flugelhorn on this, and it was a a really nice uh, collaboration.
So we just heard a tune called Trippin', and it had some other title, but I renamed it after listening to this for a few times, and I went, you know what? This is just such a cool track. It's so smooth. It's so so slick, I should say. And uh, I was thinking in the car, I was listening to it, and I'm going, Trippin', man. Just kind of tripping with this tune. This, for me, the live sessions that we did on this album playing with these guys, with Billy Steinway, with Joel Taylor, Roberto Valley, and all this kind of stuff. The chemistry was, and, and Paul, of course, the chemistry was very good. And I played with some of these guys a lot. Joel Taylor's been my drummer for, you know, many years. So I was listening to this track, and I went, yeah, we're tripping. So Billy Steinway kind of came up with this, this track, and I wrote the melody on it. It just ended up like this. Everything was first take. The communication between players was just, if you listen to how things just fit like a glove in, in the solo sections and, and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, man, we was tripping. The final cut on this album is Miles Davis's So What? Miles Davis's iconic So What? This was a song that he recorded, I believe, Originally in 1959 on the Kind of Blue album, I believe to this day is still his biggest seller. Everybody knows this album and everybody knows this song. It's been recorded a lot, but uh, Paul had this idea. Normally the bass would play the melody on this song and that's how it's traditionally done. He had the idea that I should play the melody uh, in a mute on my horn. So we messed with it, and I kind of came up with the arrangement, which is kind of like a sort of hip-hop-ish groove. And uh, so we laid it down, and I was listening to it, and I said, man, it needs something. It really needs something. So I came up with the idea of putting some exotic flutes on this, and uh, it's uh, Greg Vale is playing the alto flute, and also the bass flute, which is just a huge flute that has this really low, wonderful, exotic sound. And so that's him playing the flutes on this, which gives it a really exotic flavor. And I thought the track came out really great. Again, I think we did this maybe in one take or something like that, and it just felt fantastic. So this is So What? Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Well, that is the last track on this excellent new project, Cascade, by trumpeter Ron King. And that is So What? What a perfect song to end this on, Ron. I think that's such a great tracking order you've come up with. And we'll just leave it right there, kind of suspended, right? Sure. So cool. So let me ask you, um, we've got this new album in the can. It's uh, it's so nice to have a brand new project from you. And I know there'll be a single or two or three coming off this project for Smooth Jazz Radio. And what else do you have going on? Are you, uh, you, are you performing uh, a lot these days and, re- and recording with others? Well, I'm, I'm doing some recording with uh, some other people, but I'm starting to get out again. You know, it's still been kind of slow getting back out after everybody's been uh, locked away for all this time. But uh, we just went to Jakarta, Indonesia. We just performed uh, over there at the uh, Java Jazz Festival, which is now considered the largest jazz festival in the world. We did that and had a ball. It was it was great, fantastic. So, you know, I work with various people. I just worked with Johnny Mathis this last weekend, and I've been playing with him for a lifetime by now and it's just he's such a fantastic singer and just a more amazing human being is they should they should take some of his dna and make that and take like you know the five to ten people that are the most incredible people in the world and put that dna out there and create people like that if we had if we had more people like that that would be good world, we would just be <laughs> it just would be wonderful i mean he's he's just it would be a better place. It'd be he's, a he's better place, the huh? He's the greatest guy ever. Uh, we're going to play uh, August 26th. We're playing the Blue Jay Jazz Festival, which is up at Lake Arrowhead. And uh, these people are great people. They give out scholarships all the time. And they have a foundation and all this kind of stuff. So it's really about uh, the music. They really care about all of that. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that's one of the next things that uh, I'll be doing. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for um, your time today. Thank you for all of the incredible artwork that you have uh, you have laid out here for us on Cascade. It's such a pleasure to have you and Paul collaborate together. I know it starts on the golf course, but it ends in the studio, and that and that's all that matters. That's <laughs> true. Very true. Yes, yeah. indeed. That's cool. Well, thanks, Ron, and and it's a great pleasure to be spending this much time with you too. And the music, we we always enjoy the behind the scenes stuff, and um, we wish you nothing but the best. And we'll look forward to to featuring more tracks off of Cascade on SmoothJazz.com. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy, very much, and thank you for spinning me on SmoothJazzGlobal.com. And uh, I'm I'm delighted. Our pleasure. Really enjoy featuring your music. It stands out in the mix for sure. For SmoothJazz.com Global Radio, I'm Sandy Shore. Thank you for joining us here on Shortcuts.